0: You're now listening to your Real Money Stories podcast.
1: I came over with one kind of suitcase and then ended up thinking I needed to have all these clothes and stuff. Yeah, so I accumulated a lot of debt. Like I was one of those people that would buy like expensive clothes, but then I'll be eating baked beans on toast (laughs) because I'm broke. Hi guys, I'm Ashley.
0: I'm Eve.
2: And I'm Nick.
3: And we are The Money Medics. And we're your hosts of Your Real Money Stories.
2: An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa.
0: The podcast where we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions.
3: As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss.
2: And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views. going to lie guys this is going to be a really juicy episode so before you grab your popcorn like the michael jackson memes um just to be clear we're going to be talking a lot about buy now pay later and we'll be listening to someone's personal experience and they'll focus a lot on a certain buy now pay later provider as they tell their story but there is no intention to highlight one provider over another whilst recording this podcast And we recognise that there are many providers operating within this industry. So get ready, the tea is about to be spilled on Buy Now, Pay Later.
0: So today we'll be talking about Buy Now, Pay Later and whether it's a friend or actually a foe. So this is a particularly interesting topic at the moment and according to finder.com, Buy Now, Pay Later is currently the fastest growing online payment method in the UK, which is amazing not amazing but it blows my mind (laughs) so as per usual there are three sections to this podcast first we'll hear a personal story from our anonymous guest then we'll discuss our own opinions on this topic and then we have some very useful tips and resources at the end now today we have Cindy joining us as our anonymous guest and of course that is not her real name so thank you so much Cindy for joining us let's get straight into it Tell us what is your what was your first buy now pay later experience like?
1: So my first experience was probably a couple years ago when uh, Klarna was very very new, and it was around Christmas time when I was spending quite a lot of money on presents and things like that, and I saw an option to obviously buy now pay later. It seemed. Fairly like easy to do. I didn't really think about it too much. Like there wasn't any like too many hoops to jump through in terms of um, making a purchase. So yeah, just just did it and um, purchased a present for my boyfriend from ASOS on there. So um, it was like a few different items, and yeah, it. I didn't really need to because I guess. I had the money, but I just thought it was a good way to kind of budget during Christmas time. I kind of forgot about it, as you do around that time perhaps, busy with holidays. And then, you know, all of a sudden I I got calls from Klarna saying that I hadn't I needed to pay them and I I don't remember getting reminders. I must have, but I just it just must have slipped through and um yeah, I had to pay an additional fee um, because I basically missed the repayment deadline. So that was kind of my first experience, my first and my last experience because since then I've been kind of burnt by it. So um, I haven't really used it since.
0: Do you remember how much the item that you bought was and how much you ended up paying for it with all the debt collector's fees, etc., at the end?
1: Yeah, I don't actually remember the fees that I paid, but it was over £100. But in hindsight, it's probably very similar to using my credit card in terms of there being a high interest. And I've also had, you know, um, a big credit card debt in the past, so I'm very kind of cautious when I'm using it now. At the time, I thought it was good to use Klarna as basically... You can return things, so you can buy it, and then, you know, if you don't like the actual product when you receive it, you can return it back, and then you it wouldn't come out from your, you know, paycheck.
2: No, I understand what you mean. And, like, like just out of curiosity, like, how, how old were you then when it happened, and how old are you now?
1: Uh, so I'm in my, say, early 30s, and, yeah, it was a couple years ago. I have learned a lot in terms of how to manage my finances in the last, like, five five years. I think there's a lot of great information out there now, whereas previously, I, like, I'd put a lot of things on my credit card. Um, but I think with apps and companies like ClearPay or Klarna, because it was new at the time or fairly new, I didn't think of it as a credit card. I just thought of it as, like, just something cool that I can just use in terms of ease of payment and worrying about it later. And and I think that really doesn't help in terms of accumulating additional debt that you probably don't don't need. The whole idea, I guess, is around that need-it-now culture where everyone want something now and um that's very for me personally that's very much based on my mood so say if I'm having a a shitty day at work I might you know have a look have a scroll on ASOS or something and see and see what I can buy perhaps you know to buy something now immediately to make you feel better
0: so you didn't realize you were taking that credit and it didn't feel like a credit card to you so like what was it exactly that drawed like what did they do to make you feel like this is not a credit card and this is just free money what was it was it the branding was it the colors like was it the or do you feel maybe they didn't explain the process properly what do you think it was
1: I think it's explaining the process like you just say oh it's just a Fusey payments, and I think maybe it's interest-free or something at the beginning, but then you do get stung if you don't pay by a certain time. Um, And there's no, like, I know there's other companies that do instalment plans for other things. So say if you're buying, I don't know, furniture or fridges like Things like that. There's other companies that do that. And I just, and I feel like there's a lot, they check your credit perhaps, or they have a whole bunch of like terms and conditions or wording where you actually feel like you're going into something serious. So you take that a little bit more serious and you read the detail. But because it's so easy and it's, and it's just like, there's not that much upfront. I guess, T's and C's that you can see. It's like all within your mobile. So I guess, you know, yeah, you don't really see it. You just don't think about it.
0: But yeah, I see what you mean as in like, maybe if you had like a contract to sign up front or something like that, it might make you feel as though you're entering into an agreement.
1: So I've gone into um, an agreement where I have, you know, had possibly a credit check or looked at some terms and conditions for when I purchased flooring. And that was like paid over a significant amount of time, like 24 months. Um, And that was in installments. And I just, that's a similar kind of like have it now pay later. But I feel like that is uh, mentally for me, that seemed completely different just because of the, the whole process. And it seemed like, you know a proper agreement that I was going into you know direct debits terms and conditions that you needed to look at so it's very I feel like that's very different from these other options that you have where it's an option at the end uh, when you go to through to payment and you just click a button and it just says you know buy now pay later in I don't know for instalments or something. So then
3: would you say like, um, having gone through this experience, has it changed your approach towards money and debt?
1: Yeah, it just seemed a bit more serious in terms of what I was going into. you are made aware that you're probably going to pay interest over time. I guess it's also like your your frame of mind in terms of what you're purchasing so the, the flooring was about 800 pounds and it was like a big purchase and I, I looked at the interest like I just moved into a new flat and I didn't have any furniture so I think that's where by now kind of pay later work like is really helpful where you need things that you you know really need so like whether that's I don't know a washing machine or a fridge, perhaps, and they're larger purchases that really can take a hit. So um, you kind of look at it and go, if I'm paying twenty pounds a month over a couple years, but I get to have my appliance or you know the thing that I need now because I need to wash my clothes or whatever, that kind of makes sense. But for purchases where you don't need it. I just feel like that that's a different mentality. You don't really think about it. You're like, yeah, oh. it's just like the convenience and I'll worry about that later kind of mentality. I was pretty like shocked by the whole experience because it's never really happened to me and I just didn't think it would escalate like that. And I was really mad at the company because I was like, I have the money, for me, I I remember there was there was an app. I uh, like vaguely remember there maybe I got messages or notification in the app, but for some reason it slipped through and I like I didn't really notice it. I think for me, I was just really angry. Like, why didn't I? Why was I warned about it or made aware? I just feel like it. You know, I was really blindsided in terms of like all of a sudden. I was, like, going to get in trouble and, like, I was worried it might affect my credit score or something like that. And I think the worst thing about all of it, it's, like, I had the money or, like, you know, in terms of, like, I didn't get – I wasn't getting maybe – I didn't have the money at the time, but I would, like, the week after when I was getting paid and I was buying a lot of things for Christmas and I just thought I'll just worry about that later and then I'll, you know – pay for it then I just felt like it just came out of nowhere so I just I've, I felt pretty angry about the whole thing.
0: And I'm just going to play um, devil's advocate here and I want to get your um, your opinion because some people would say that you know you entered into disagreement they probably have messaged you so why are you getting angry at the debt collectors when you should have been the one to pay off your debt but what what's your your opinion do you feel like it was their fault do you feel like they should have warned you or given you more chances or do you feel like it was more so your responsibility um, and that you should have been more on top of the debt that you're taking on? What's your personal opinion on this?
1: I think at the time I was obviously really angry because I felt like I didn't understand, like I didn't know what the whole process was properly and um, like I didn't feel like I got the warnings or like it went through the app or like, I didn't get emails. I I just felt like I didn't, it wasn't brought to my attention in a clear way where I thought it was urgent. Cause I like, I would pay my bills. Like it, it wasn't like I was like avoiding it on purpose but I just, yeah, I just felt like it, at the time it was their fault, not mine because I wasn't like, I didn't get enough warning or it wasn't very clear. But I think now that I do understand, I guess, those apps and platforms and companies a little bit better, I look at it differently. So I I do think of it like, you know, a credit card where, yeah, I can have it now, but I need to pay it off quickly. Otherwise, yeah, it'll bite me in the bum.
3: So then would you say like um having gone through this experience, has it changed your approach towards money and debt?
1: Um yeah, I think so. It's just made me understand how I'm spending. I guess before I was really like using it in a way to for it like to get something quick and it was easy, you know, that option was available. Uh, for certain websites, it was like, I needed to have these shoes because they just got released. And I I want like, I wanted that instant feel good kind of thing. So um, I would use it in that way. But I'm a lot more, I guess, conscious now that it's it's used for those things for a reason, I guess, maybe. And it's a quick way to accumulate debt, unnecessary debt. Um, So I'm a bit more wary about it. And you know, I've deleted the app, all those types of apps from my phone, and I've unsubscribed to, like, my whole approach to shopping has been different um, or retail therapy um, because I think, yeah, I just, I just don't. It's so easy to get into debt as it is, let alone with, you know, the easy payments now that you can do on your mobile and the buy now pay later thing
3: that's really interesting I'm really glad to hear that like um your like mindset has changed um there's something that you mentioned just now you said that um how like um, it's so easy to get into debt and I know that you also mentioned that you were in 10k credit card and overdrive debt how did you get into that and then also how did you get out of that?
1: I'm from Australia originally and I sold my car and saved up money Um, but I also took a credit card as like additional kind of like a nice to have just in case for emergencies when I came to England um, and moved to London so I accumulated a lot of debt you know, moving to a different city um, making new friends, spending it on like expensive dinners out in London buying clothes that I probably didn't need I came over with one kind of suitcase and then ended up like thinking I needed to have all these clothes and stuff and yeah so I accumulated a lot of debt and I had like I was one of those people that would Buy like expensive clothes, but then we'll I'll be eating baked beans on toast because <laughs> I'm broke. Yeah, and then it just racked up pretty easily. I think it probably was my first like credit card, and I I had I could I had a massive amount on there like ten grand that I maxed out, and um, yeah, I guess in terms of how I paid that back, it was just like really trying to to save money it wasn't easy it took like years just trying not to to spend money so freely like that um I didn't go on any holidays at the beginning it it wasn't hard but that definitely once you've got out of that debt you very much learn your lesson and so like I'm very cautious of using Credit cards as well
0: now okay so again I'm always paying devil's advocate don't take this personally <laughs> like this is just me getting the other side of the story as well so um why weren't you more cautious seeing as you've had uh, you've you know experienced a uh, 10k credit card debt why weren't you more cautious with regards to ensuring that you pay back the buy now pay later on time
1: I guess with um the buy now pay later because it was on new platforms with apps and it was, like, branded differently. I don't know. I just didn't think of it as, like, the same as credit card. Like, I just thought it was it, – it sounded too good to be true, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, I just didn't really think of it that way. I, it was just like, oh, I can just have it now and then I'll worry about it later. And I think – when you you have to keep a good eye on on it later like in terms of paying paying that back otherwise yeah you, you get stung and I just I just didn't think of it as the same thing.
0: Yeah and the thing is a lot of people um I mean we hear both sides of the stories a lot of people have your experiences and of course a lot of people have the other side um experiences as well but Regardless of that, Buy Now, Paint Later has had a really, really bad um, reputation, but it's so widely used by so many people. So even though people say so many bad things about it, people are still using it anyway. What do you think is the the reason behind that?
1: I think uh, probably so many people use it. I'm trying to think back to when like, I found it appealing. It's because you can budget, perhaps, so... You might get paid monthly but you want to you know buy have that product now and it's a way to budget that spending or like get get that item now like I mentioned before as well like I think being able to say try clothes on at home and then return it within that time frame where you don't have to pay that's quite appealing as well and then yeah if you have Christmas or like birthdays or holidays perhaps where you're spending a lot of money to go on a holiday but you want like a new summer wardrobe to take with you you can you know have that it's about like having it now and then worrying about it later and I think especially for young people that's a mentality that a lot have in terms of like yeah I'll just worry about that later you know, live for the moment type of thing.
0: So it seems like there are some people whereby the buy now, pay later could potentially be a good tool and then others that should potentially avoid it. So how would you classify them? What type of person do you have to be in order for you to use buy now, pay later and for it to actually work really well for you? And who are the type of people that you think should be avoiding it?
1: So I think buy now, pay later can be really helpful for say... Um, if you're buying a new or moving into a new pad and you need furniture um, and there's necessities there perhaps like a fridge washing machine um, that you need and it's and it's quite expensive to pay all of that in one go but then and then you know things like you know maybe you're having a baby or like need furniture those, types of things buying now and paying later could be helpful but I think where it should be avoided is when you're I guess doing retail therapy and you're looking at items such as clothes or beauty products or things like that where you don't really necessarily need it now but there's the option there so I think That is definitely probably one to avoid there.
2: I feel like I'm vibing with you, Cindy. I feel like I'm getting vibes. Like, do you like nice things as well?
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely. I like nice things. (laughs) I like designer things. Um, Definitely have a soft spot for designer brands. Um, And I think where there is an issue is like, you know, there's a, a latest release on something and that really fuels that urge to to have it now because brands market products in a way where it's going to be released on a certain day it's exclusive it's a limited edition and you know it'll be released at a certain time of day and you're just waiting and you feel like because of that urgency you want it now and then you might not have the money to buy that you know item particularly now especially if it's expensive Um, but if there was like buy now pay later you just buy it because it's that urge to to beat everyone's everyone else to have it and um, I think I definitely do that a lot certain drops I'm like oh yeah I've signed up to a newsletter or on Instagram I'll hear about it and then you get all excited and you're like I really need to have you know, this limited edition shoe or this, you know, exclusive piece of clothing item. And so I think that becomes really dangerous.
0: So we've recently found that Coach are now doing Buy Now, Pay Later. And we tend to associate Buy Now, Pay Later with fast fashion. So if items like more and more designer companies started using Buy Now, Pay Later for their items, and that would be a way to be able to afford more or better quality um items for your wardrobe so you're not using the um fast fashion and more environmentally friendly etc cetera, etc cetera. would you support buying now pay later more so if that was the case
1: i guess so cuz i don't know because i've started thinking definitely i should stop buying fast fashion and spend more on quality items so have um, one or two pieces you know that I wear all the time, yeah, I think it would appeal to a different audience, possibly one that's a little bit older, so maybe those in their you know thirties or you know plus that are wanting, perhaps nicer things I just find fast fashion is probably quite young appeals to younger age group and I think as you get older you do want quality things you rather have that one bag instead of 12 and so I think that would definitely open it to a new audience but the worry is where I just put items into my wish list and wait for them to go on sale but then they they let you know when it's low in stock. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to sell out. You would try, you know, you would want to buy it. I think that is quite dangerous in terms of um, those higher end products or designer products.
3: If like a lot of these designer um, companies start doing buying up here later, I think it's going to be a serious problem, a very big problem because right now people already like they want to, a lot of these design items so they go into like you know they either buy fakes or they buy replicas but I think once people get the opportunity to not pay for it yet it's gonna be very crazy buy not pay letters it is literally like one click
1: yeah I think that's the problem it's so easy so you like I often pay on PayPal because I don't have to put in all my details so if I had to go get my credit card and put in, you know, my 12 digits in and get off the couch to do that, I probably would be like, oh, I don't know, have a think about it. And I think with items, like designer items, they are really expensive. So it's something not to think lightly of, whereas with the easy payments, you think of it just like, oh, yeah, that's just like you know some shoes or a bag whereas if you were making the same purchase on flooring or a washing machine which is maybe the same price you think about it a bit more
0: yeah yeah no you made a good point there just generally speaking for anyone that's listening I mean you've had a decent amount of experience of buy now pay later what would be your overarching advice for anyone that's considering buy now pay later
1: Um, my advice would be, um, if you are going to use it, just really think about whether or not you need the item or if you already have the money for it, try to, um, think of it like a credit card if you can, um, because you do need to to pay it off at some point. Um, but that being said, if you can, use it in a way where you're very cautious that you pay it off quickly, that you return items quickly, or, you know, you're just very cautious in using it, I can see potentially it being beneficial.
0: It's risk and its benefits, and you just have to be very aware that you do need to pay this back eventually. So only use it if you know that you have the means to be able to pay it back and pay it back on time as well. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um for me if you have the money to to you know pay for it or if you save for it it's a little bit more rewarding as well to do it that way. I would try to avoid it if you can. Like if you have the money, like don't pay later, just cuz you don't want to you know you just don't want that money leaving your account um straight away
3: that was a that was an interesting um conversation I love that how she was so transparent and honest with her experience with um buy now and um, pay later and even her experience of like getting into um 10k debt I think it's not always easy to talk about these things so you know obviously right now in the social media world buy now pay later is under a lot of fire some people love it some people absolutely hate it So um, I think it'll be nice for us to kind of, you know, talk amongst ourselves and see what we truly think about it. So, you know, I'm going to come with the questions. And the first question I have is, have you ever used Buy Now Pay Later?
0: So I haven't actually used any of the um, brands that we all know about. So I haven't used Klarna or Claire Pay. Um, but I wouldn't not use Klarna and ClarePay. So there was even a time recently where um, I needed to buy something quite urgently and I had a deadline and it was a big expense and I was, and they offered Klarna and I was more than happy to use it because it was a necessity. But um, just the buy now, pay later concepts in general, yeah, I've used it all the time. Um, with my contract phone, my mobile, um, I bought it and then I paid it over a two-year period Um, So that was, in a sense, a buy now, pay later type of contract. My mum, I wanted to buy her an oven lately for her birthday, which is such an old person's birthday present, isn't it? But um, I was going to use, or I'm happy to use buy now, pay later to buy her oven so I can get her a nice oven. But, yeah, I think it's fine. You just have to be conscious. Like, I used to eat the same as credit cards or any other types of credit payments. So it's fine if you know that you have to pay it back and you know that you're able to pay it back and it's not going to cause too much financial strain paying it back Um, and if you're using it for something that's uh, sensible but using it for you know your new lockdown release wardrobe or just to enjoy yourself and buy lots of clothes just because you feel like it I feel like that's not a really sensible way to use it and that's not a sensible way to use credit cards either so yeah it just depends what you want to use it for what about you guys? Have I yeah, oh have I used it before? Yeah, I've used buy I used Bayern palette before.
3: When I first moved into um my flat, I got some I actually bought um I'm trying to think. What didn't I I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I bought I <laughs> There's a few things that I use Bional Pelea So I, I got like I got my splashback, which is like the piece of glass that you have um behind your like cooker. So I got that on Bional Pelea. My art, all my art. So I got I have like tons of art in my house I, I I used that and then um actually I've got some accessories like some furniture for my um toilets so I think I'm on the same side as Eve I don't think there's anything wrong with um buy now pay later if I had to be honest with you because everything is buy now pay later your even your phone contract is buy now pay later <laughs> because you're paying it what at the end of each month when like when like you could pay for everything up front um Your mortgage is basically buy now pay later. (laughs) No, because obviously (laughs) when you think about it, because it's it's frustrating that people you know they you know they bash buy now pay later when a lot of the things that we do in this country is buy now pay later. And, And I know a lot of people are gonna say, "What is this girl talking about?" But it's true. Well, you have to have a plan of like you know how you're gonna pay off and be aware. Make sure you're checking your emails. Make sure you're checking your texts. Make sure, like, you're checking the apps for, like, any notifications. And ov- obviously, what people need to remember with the Buy Now, Pay Later, whether it's the Buy Now and Pay in 30 days or you're paying it in installments, when you do, as soon as you do have the money, pay for it. and what about you, Nick?
2: Yeah, I have used Buy Now, Pay Later. I used Kalana, um, and there was a time when we were going to Thailand. I was buying these HM t-shirts that were £20 or something. It was, like, two days before the holiday. So I didn't want to use like cash from the holiday to then buy different sizes and then leave some at home cause I didn't have time to return them. So I used buy now, pay later. Um, I think it was like 83 pounds worth. And so in that circumstance, I felt like I was just protecting my cash flow. You know, it was a quite easy option, you know, and I, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna pay for these things as soon as I come back. I think the thing is, is that where I see where the problem can kind of it can cause you a problem because unless I set a calendar reminder that I paid for this thing, I could have easily gone on holiday and forgotten that I'd use Buy Now, Pay Later. I do like nice things and I like high-quality items. I personally would probably be a user of Buy Now, Pay Later to buy more high-value items. Kalana's on Buy Now on Coach and I've been eyeing a Coach rucksack for a long time. The rucksack's like £350. Pounds. And in my mind, it's a high quality rock which I think will last for a very, very long time. I don't think I would have the courage to buy just spend three fifty one one whack, whack, but if I had a payment option to spread it over a period of time maybe like three four, I would in a heartbeat I'd buy it because it's like it's a high quality item that I know is gonna last for a very, very long time. And for me, it's all about utility. So yeah, that's that's my own use and potential use of buying pay later.
3: That's really interesting. I am Dead against buying our pay later or you know the popular buying our pay later, like you know Klana, Claire Pay making its way into luxury houses. I think that is gonna, I think if, if it's bad now, it's gonna be even worse. I feel like because we're, we're living in like a digital age, a social media age, there is a lot of peer pressure in terms of like how to look and buy these things. And I think a, a lot of people don't have like these designer things simply because you know they don't have the cash for it. As soon as Buy Now Pay is available, in the, you know, like LV, Gucci, I think a lot of people are going to plunge themselves into unnecessary debt to try and impress people. So I'm strongly against it. However, I, I feel like that there are other ways to buy these luxury luxury items. So, for example, I know there's this company called Cashmere App. And what you do when you download it, you save um, over a period of time and then you can buy the luxury item, which I think is a better approach.
0: So I see where you're coming from, Ashley, Is as in like, if Buy Now Pay Later was allowed in these luxury stores, then it's going to cause a lot of people to go into debt. What I do think is that Buy Now Pay Later can be a payment option for people if, and I think it's only a sensible payment option, only if they regulate and really, really check and are really selective with who they do and don't offer their loans to. So the, if I'm just like fresh out of college, I have no job and I'm still able to be, I'm, I'm getting qualified for buy now, pay later and I'm being qualified for buy now, pay later for a £3,000 item, then of course that's not that's not sensible. But if they're doing proper checks and they're, you know, the same as how mortgages have changed over the years after the financial crisis, um, they now have to do affordability checks before they can give you a mortgage. So if you're doing proper checks like that, and I do feel like it could potentially be a sensible option for some people. There's a story where they say, like, there's a guy that doesn't earn that much money, so he has to buy the £10 shoes, but the £10 shoes only last one week, so every every week he has to keep buying £10 shoes, and in the year he ends up spending hundreds on repeat buying those shoes. But the person that earns more money, they can buy the more expensive shoes that last a long period of time. So it does give a, an option for those that may not necessarily be able to buy something that's quality there and then. But again, it's all about using it wisely and not buying things that you don't need and not buying things that, you know, ultimately
2: you can't afford. Where do you think the responsibility lies?
0: I think it's twofold. Um,
3: In terms of like actually making the purchase, responsibility 100% lies with like, you know, the consumer. You should know what you're buying. You should be aware, put dates in your calendar, just as Nick said, check your emails, turn your email notifications on so that you're, aware because obviously you know exactly the day that you get paid therefore you should know exactly the day that you need to pay people back that you owe money to next thing that I would say in terms of marketing I think the responsibility lies with the company if you look at all these credit card companies they're not like marketing up and down Um, all over like um, social media and TV and even with like the marketing that that they do do they always state like their terms and conditions whereas for example a lot of these companies like I'll be honest for example Klarna when they do market there's a lot of focus on like visuals and like you know living your best life and you can use Klarna to live like your best life and stuff like that and maybe not as much information as there as there is a credit card company so i feel like with marketing i think there needs to be a bit more stricter regulations with marketing and the companies need to you know do that part
0: when i was growing up um before social media on tv i used to see loads of companies talking about credit cards and saying do you want to remortgage your house so you can buy a a lovely new conservatory (laughs) like so they've been marketing so i don't necessarily um blame um, the type of marketing per se, because, um, you know, that's just how how to market these days, you know. However, again, back to regulation, I feel like, of course, consumers need to be uh, more clued on, but at the same time, they shouldn't be allowed to get loans so easily. They shouldn't be, it shouldn't be so easy. Like now I know the, the ins and outs of it. You shouldn't be able to click a button and then you get credit. It shouldn't be that easy. But at the same time, if you do click a button and you get credit, yeah, I don't think you should be angry when there's debt collectors coming to your house because you didn't pay it. Because I'm thinking, well, you you should have known what you were doing. But then, if you genuinely don't know what you're doing, then there is a there is a um issue there. That means they're not informing people enough about what this what this is about. Yeah, I think both sides have a level of responsibility. If you know that you're not one to be good of credit, and if in the past you've put yourself in a lot of debt because of credit cards then buy now pay later is definitely not for you but if you want to use it as a means of managing your cash flow and you're quite sensible of your money then yeah i don't see why not
2: so yes like in terms of like like clothing statements i think the ultimate question is who should be using buy now pay later And i think just as kind of summing up nicely that we've heard from our guest cindy the basic discussion we've had I think simply, if you don't know how to manage your impulse spending, then you shouldn't be using Buy Now, Pay Later. Um, if you're on variable income or your income's quite unstable, then probably it's not for you. But then, who may be able to use Buy Now, Pay Later? So, I guess if you're good and you're quite disciplined at managing your money and if there are certain purchases that are a necessity and you have the cash up front, then yeah, I think you can use uh, buy now, pay later but I think it's just a, a form of deep reflection, you know we're not here to tell people oh, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that it's for everyone to make an informed decision by themselves, but yeah, we, we hope you guys have really enjoyed this conversation um, Yeah, and if you want to use buy now, pay later just use it responsibly But yeah, you've just listened to another episode of Your Real Money Stories.
0: You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you in association with Zopa.
2: Who provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier.
3: So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to this episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast.
2: And of course, if you want to be on the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at moneymedics.